0: Welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk, and I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the going-ons in professional wrestling from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds, so why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, I hope we're all well. Um, Welcome to the NXT New Year's Evil review. I kind of watched this in a bit of a a cloud of all the things going on in, I was going to say wrestling world, but it's not wrestling world, it's WWE world right now. And the news that broke yesterday, uh, Stephanie McMahon resigning from her post within WWE and the board to a bit later on finding out that it seems likely that WWE is going to be bought out by the Saudis. Right now, I think it's been sort of debunked that that right at this moment is not true. But I would say there's no smoke without fire. I think it's hard as a WWE fan to sit here and see all the things that have been going on since Vince McMahon... Basically held WWE to hostage um, to let him come back and it just seems like he's lit a fire and he's going to watch it burn I don't want to go into what's going on too much I just want to give my thoughts and my feelings on it um, it's tough I mean we all may be blowing it out of proportion and, you know, not a lot is going to change, but I've got an awful feeling that in three or four weeks we'll be sat here doing another podcast saying that Triple H is no longer in control of creative and Vince is back sat in gorilla, gorilla writing these god-awful shows. Um... I- I don't know how I feel the one thing I am really grateful of and I don't like to bring in other companies into the conversation when we're doing a WWE podcast but thank god there's an AEW out there that A lets workers go and work somewhere else it's not just WWE there are other places to work as well as Impact Wrestling and obviously New Japan and Stardom as well for the women and there are companies out there um, thank god for us fans as well having somewhere else to go and watch wrestling I know there are diehards that just will not have AW as a thing, they're just WWE locked into WWE if you're still locked into WWE after a Saudi takeover, then. I just don't understand how he can do that. Obviously, this hasn't happened yet, but I do believe it will. Just my beliefs. I've not heard anything. Um. If you've never given AEW a try, please go and watch AEW. Just watch one show. And then come back and say if you like it or not. But hey, let's let's not get too down on everything. Let's get into the NXT New Year's Eve or New Year's Evil, should I say, review. And it opens up with Chase U that do a bit of a rundown of the card that we're going to see tonight. They're always entertaining. I love um, Andre Chase, Fair Hell as well. I thought it was great. Yeah, good fun start. <clears throat> and then the first match was Tony D'Angelo versus Dijak. Um, Stacks in the corner of Tony D'Angelo, Wesley on commentary. Uh, they throw hands at each other early on and fight goes to the floor. Uh, not a lot really happened there, to be honest. And they go back in the ring. Tony D hits a big clothesline, that got two count. Dijak hangs Tony up on the top rope. Another clothesline, that got two count. Uh, Tony D comes back, clotheslines DiJack to the outside. Uh, Stax makes a save um, for Tony, stopping him hitting the barricade and sacrificing himself. We go to a break, but during the break, DiJack is obviously handcuffed Stax to... Was it the turnbuckle or rope? I don't know. It's to something anyway at some point during this break. Uh, DiJack's in control. Tony again fights back. Hits a belly to belly and then a spine buster for two. Uh, DiJack blocks a fisherman's buster though and hits a big sit-out chokeslam for two. Stax gets in the ring at this point. Pleads with... Tony to uh, let him go and finish Jack off. Tony sort of shouts that he's family now, not his boss. Pushes him to the to safety, really, but pushes him to the to the mat. And then DiJack just takes his head off and picks up the win. I got to be honest. I didn't think this was very good at all. Uh, I have a weird attachment to Tony D'Angelo. I don't know what it is. Maybe the character anyway. I just like it as a bit of fun. But in the ring, he's just not very good. Uh, I don't think he's progressed a hell of a lot. Dijak is not the Dominic Dijakovic of... NXT Black and Gold, unfortunately, or PWG, wherever you saw him beforehand. Being put as the uh, T-Bar. He was T-Bar, wasn't he? Yeah. Being put as T-Bar on the main roster has really not helped him at all. I don't think he was that good in this either. Um, I think him versus Wesley could be good. If Wesley's given the opportunity just to bounce around for him, but we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Then we're supposed to have the Creed brothers versus Veer and Sanga, but Sanga made his entrance with the microphone in hand. Basically, says Veer isn't here, but he'll go two on one. It's fine. At that point, Jinder Mahal shows up in the ring behind the Creed brothers and attacks them. They destroy them, actually. Uh, And Jinder Mahal is back. But I'm sorry, this just takes a piss. (laughs) I've got to be honest. People actually wanted this tag match. They've been teasing it for weeks now. And then they take it away. I know... um, well, oh, I believe Veer is still injured and not cleared. I'm guessing that's the case anyway. Then don't advertise it. Just say it's called off. Um, Jinder seems to have found his level though. So that's good, I suppose. We'll come to that in a bit. Yeah, um, I wasn't happy after that. Then get a few backstage bits. And come on to it was it was a gauntlet match. I was going to shit over it, but it, it was not like the Monday Night Raw gauntlet. Let's just say that. <clears throat> so the idea was pretty deadly. Had to run the gauntlet. Uh, three teams to get a shot at. New Day and the NXT Tag Team Championships Uh, so they cut a promo and they say they found the three best tag teams to get in the ring with the Rockers music hit and there's these two jobbers basically I can't remember their names they come to the ring pretty deadly, quickly dispose of them that's the first match done New Day come out and say they knew they were going to do that so they got two top tag teams for them instead. Idris Enofi and Malik Blade come out. Uh, They run wild. They do a synchronised dive over the top rope. Takes us to a break. Enofi gets the hot tag. Uh, They then hit a cut-a-flatliner combo thing for two. Later, Prince and Enofi fight on the turnbuckle. Blade... Gets a blind tag, superplex by uh by Prince. Sorry, on Anofei, but Malik Blade jumps in with a frog splash from the other side. That gets a two count. Anofei and Blade come close a couple of times, but when Anofei rolls up Prince, Kit Wilson sort of pushes him and reverses it pretty deadly win with a roll up basically New Day are out again and they go to bring out Briggs and Jensen as the final competitors but we look backstage they've been beaten up instead Gallus is back oh god they beat up pretty deadly a little bit very little happens but Gallus win the match For me, the Gallus return completely ruined all of this. It was kind of quite funny at the beginning. And the only thing that could have made this match worse than having Briggs and Jensen as the final competitors is having Gallus. (laughs) Unfortunately, I just find them so boring. Get pretty deadly on that main roster. Get them out of this crap. I think it could be so entertaining. But yeah this is rubbish as well. Uh, again, we have a couple of little backstages. Ivy Nile and Julius Creed argue about fighting uh, Jinder Mahal. And then Carmelo, Hayes and Tripp are in a coffee shop. Then we get the return of Tiffany Stratton. I thought she looked great Um, I've I've missed her I think she's really good in the ring certainly progressed from where she was when she first entered WWE Uh, she cut a decent little promo basically saying she's back not in the battle royal in the main event spot though but whatever then we get the NXT title on the line as Grayson Waller challenged Braun Breaker uh, Waller tries to get under Bron's skin early on by slapping him and running around ringside. Um, Breaker's one step ahead of him, though. He pulls off a standing moonsault as well. Bron Breaker, which he almost missed, but it's still impressive for a guy of that size. Waller, though, delivers a Tornado DDT, and he locks on a guillotine, but Bron powers up. Waller though breaks free, hits a back suplex, that got a two count. Uh, Bron goes to to belly-to-belly throwing Waller a couple of times. But Waller whips him hard into the ring post which breaks the ropes just before we go to a break. When we come back the ropes have been fixed. They throw hard strikes at each other. Waller smashes a clothesline to the back of the head. And puts him in a Steiner recliner briefly. But Bron again powers up. Braun fires up. Uh, delivers that catching power slam that he does so well. Diving bulldog from the top rope. He lines up a spear but Waller bails to the outside. And does this roll through thing that he does usually with a cutter. But he could see that Bron Breaker was ready to spear him out of the air. So he transitioned almost in midair. it looked, with a big high knee straight in the face of Bron Breaker, which I thought looked great. Waller then goes to the second rope to do that uh, elbow drop he does from sort of the middle of the ropes almost. But the ropes break again, which meant Waller fell to the outside and ended with Bron Breaker picking up the win via count out I get what they tried to do with the finish and obviously it would mean that we get another match at Vengeance that's confirmed later um, but I think it's a bold move to try this it's brave I suppose one thing I would say is at least it didn't go 20-25 minutes and then have this finish At least it was pretty quick. Um, I'm not going to say that I like it. But I understand it. I think they kind of held back on a lot of the match as well. Which is understandable knowing that they're going to have this match at Vengeance Day. Yeah, a nice idea. Maybe that's the best way of looking at it. The next match was Hank Walker versus Charlie Dempsey. Uh, Hank Walker delivered a shoulder breaker early on. I haven't seen a shoulder breaker for a while like that. Dempsey, though, hangs him up on the top rope. Uh, The fight sort of spills to the outside. Again, nothing really happened on the outside. Back in the ring, Dempsey was tying Walker up, really. Walker locks on an armbar though for what seemed like ages, but Dempsey transitions out, uh locks him in a Regal stretch type thing, and wins. Uh Charlie Dempsey's got the making of something very good, obviously, with his dad being William Regal. He's gonna have a pretty good teacher. Um but Hank Walker, he sucks, (laughs) I don't like to be too mean, there's always a chance to get better, not sure he's going to get better doing what he's doing, is what I would say, let's see, let's don't write him off too early, He's not been doing it very long, so it's a bit harsh to say that he sucks, but uh, we get a few more backstage things and video packages, uh, Albert Fire and Soul Ruka sort of agreed to have a match or something, and I wasn't listening to be honest, got a Tyler Bate video and then what I think was meant to be like an online video of scripts going into Oromanser's locker room. Not really sure what he did, other than touch his name and leave a note. The script stuff's really weird. But whatever. Because then we got Jinder Mahal versus Julius Creed. Uh, Julius comes in straight in with a double leg. Uh, takes him down to the ground, puts a beating on Jinder, spinebuster spine buster in there as well, and a big clothesline over the top rope, takes us to a break. We come back and Julius does that sweet leap to the top rope and delivers a superplex. Uh, Jinder, though, hangs him up on the top rope, saw a lot of that on this show. He got count out of doing that. Jinder's now in full control, big forearms across the face, there's a high knee for two, Creed fights back, hits a T-bone suplex, he also gets a two off that, he then did that weird thing where he sort of drives his opponent to the mat, but also his own head into the mat as well, he goes to the top, Sanger sort of jumps on the apron to distract him, he then goes for a shooting star press, but he sort of lands on his feet and rolls forward afterwards, which is really impressive. But he gets hit with a frost kick, and then the colossus, as Jinder Mahal picks up the win in this one. Look, this was okay as a substitute for that tag match that we were supposed to get. But it wasn't the tag match. Uh Jinder being in NXT I like. Gives him something to do. I'm never really been a big fan of his, but this is his level, like I said before. And let's see what happens. I would like to see Julius Creed go on a bit of a run though. Picking up wins as a singles wrestler. Especially against somebody like Jinder Mahal. But I suppose the first match back. Always going to be the way. And then we get the Women's Battle Royal. Um, I've written down the order of elimination, So I'll go through that first. Cora J was the first one out. Followed by Tatum Paxley. Amari Miller. Uh, Valentina Feroz. Lash Legend. Keanu James Danny Dolma, who I didn't know who she was, to be honest. Uh, in a break, Fallon Henley and Fear Hale get eliminated, as well as Ivy Nile. Indy Hartwell out next, Electra Lopez, Wendy Chu, Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark's Saul Ruka, which leaves the final four of Albafire Lyra Valkyria, And both members of Toxic Attraction. And it was um, Fire that got eliminated first out of those four. Lyra of gets eliminated after Cora Jade sort of distracts her on the apron. Which left the two Toxic Attraction members who tried to put it over that they both won at one point. Then JC Jane sort of says that, sorry, Gigi can have the win. She goes to leave over the top rope. Gigi calls her back, don't do it. And JC Jane decides to thrust kick her, and they fight. Um, and they've tried to eliminate each other. They fight on the turnbuckle. And they both hit a big forearm and they both fall to the floor, hitting the floor at the same time, which means they both win the match. This was okay, actually, to be quite honest. Uh, The Sol Ruka elimination save thing, where she uh, did this handstand and walked around the ring, that was awesome. Um... Cora Jade bits were quite entertaining even though a little bit stupid if you want her to be pushed which I think is what we were hearing Uh, Lyra Valkyria was great I thought that's the bird woman if you don't know who she was and it seems Toxic Attraction is splitting up so win win Um, other than that it's just a normal battle royal really at the end of the show though we see Shawn Michaels sat down with Bron Breaker and Grayson Waller and we find out that it's going to be a steel cage match for the NXT title at Vengeance Day um, <sighs> cage matches are a funny thing they should be great but WWE dumbs them down so much that Nine times out of ten a cage match in WWE is terrible. But we'll wait to see how they they do at Vengeance Day. I've forgotten what date uh, that's going out. But we'll find out. Um, So yeah, I mean... I think a pretty boring episode of NXT. I've certainly seen better... As I said, it seems to be played out under this cloud. This big, bad Vince McMahon cloud that's there. Or, or a Saudi cloud, whatever, however you want to see it. Uh, but that is your NXT review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter as well. I'm at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back with more podcasts tomorrow, the AEW Dynamite review, which looks awesome, by the way. But until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.